you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Week 15, it is getting good. Welcome to the Good Morning Football Podcast. We are fresh off of the set. Peter Schrager, what up? How we doing? How we doing? Nate Burleson. How's everybody doing out there? Smooth. Smooth. Jean d'Aubre. Jean d'Aubre. Jean d'Aubre. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm Kay Adams. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff here. We're going to get into Jeff Fisher, the firing, who's next, what's ahead for the Rams and for Fisher. We'll talk about the games to look forward to in week 15. There's a bunch of great games on the schedule. Bucks, Cowboys, Lions, Giants. Mm-hmm. We're going to do four things with Lauren, our makeup artist, oh, in yeah. just a bit. But let's get uh, – everybody have a good weekend? Yeah. I had a good weekend in the suburbs. Yeah. You know what I did, Kay, this weekend? A what? great American tradition. I got a Christmas tree. We went to the lot. We anyway, picked out a tree. Oh, you did, yeah. I just – I can't – I know this is old news. I just – God, it's such a racket. You go and they round up these saplings in the woods and you will not believe what I paid for these things. I was, I what did was, you pay? I, I think it was honestly like $90. What? For real. No, I'm not kidding. We went to the Larchmont Christmas tree lot <laughs> and it's so much work to get there with the kids and the hats and the scarves. You could show up and it's like $500. Just give me the tree so I can get the hell out of here. I don't have any – they have leverage on me. What am I going to do? Go to another lot? We got nap time. We got piss in our pants. We got to get home. So I paid 80 bucks, an 80 or 90 bucks. Do for you a tip Christmas the guy tree. who cuts the tree? Hell yes, you do. So that's 20 bucks. They do the chainsaw and then they strap it on the roof. That's another 20. So I think I'm in for 110 before we even have the ornaments 110. on the thing. You also have a very exciting thing happening at home. I know you're potty training, Calvin. Which oh, is yes. Great, yes. Right? I mean, okay, I'm so Bribing glad Bribing him with red vines? Yeah. The first two was jelly well bellies because, you know, you got to get him to do a little prize if he does a tinkle on the potty. It's a uh, party. It's a party when they do it. Yes. And, you, God, you not believe. You got to motivate him. I turn on the shower so we can hear the water. Yep. All right. Sometimes I'll be like, you don't want to go here. I got to go. I'm sitting here talking so long. I'll go right in front of him and then try to motivate him <laughs> and see how Dada the, does it. No, you're, you're a player's those. coach. I'd be a disciplinarian. I'd be like, you don't eat for a week if you don't pee. No, I put the pads on. I okay. want to take the hit. Okay. Yeah. So then if he does it, then we give him a red vine, and then he's very, very happy. But it is an uphill battle. We haven't even gotten to the number two Mate, yet. you've so done it twice. It's tough. Yeah. Th- three, three times. times. Three times. For three some times. reason, I thought only boys got, like, potty trained. All right. No, three the girls times. need the girls to not piss yeah. their pants, girls too. Girls just know what's up, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Are you guys asking me about yeah, the potty yeah, training? Yeah, come on. What's, was... what's your one big tip? <laughs> no potty So to speak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah! All right! Welcome to the podcast. Jumped right into where we that get one. wet and wild. It's uncensored. Um, yeah, do the kids get the shaft when it comes to potty training? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, what is the deal? I'll tell you what. We went... We went drawers off, diapers off. We said, you know what? If they don't know how to go, they're going to figure it out, which causes some uncomfortable moments like actual pee on the ground or, in some cases, boo-boo on the ground. Um, There was a point where... Uh, one of our little ones would just run around the house naked and then he would disappear. And we're like, oh, he's too quiet. And he would find little like cubbies yep. in the home yep. and he would go like a dog. Yep. Actual boo-boo pellets behind the couch. Story, That's awesome. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But uh, it worked. One. It worked. Yeah, so it protected his identity. Yeah. On that note, let's move name. on to the big story. I think of week 14 was the news that the Rams fired Jeff Fisher after their loss, another loss, uh, and we talked about this a lot on the show, because there's a lot of different angles to this. There's the player angle, how they feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did it happen now? I think we start there. I, I'd like to give a little quick timeline. So, obviously, everyone coming into the season said they, they need to win. They need to have a big splash. They've they got Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, and the season's been horrible. I mean, there's been no offense. They started off 3-1, and one, and then I think it's just been off the rails since. The last few weeks, though, these are the key things, I would say, if there's a timeline. Okay. One, the Eric Dickerson fiasco kind of exposed some stuff that there's a dynamic between Jeff Fisher and L.A. that maybe we took for granted. We thought that he was the L.A. Rams co- Well, it looks like he hasn't brought in Eric Dickerson, who's a Hall of Famer. Fine. But what it did was it put Jeff Fisher under a national spotlight for the first time all season, where it became a conversation topic, and he didn't nip it in the bud. Like, he was stubborn about it. He said, well, I've actually met with Jackie Slater. I've met with several other great Rams. Jim Everett and I talk. I don't need to talk to Eric Dickerson. Fine. So that was the first thing. Second thing is, this news of an extension comes out after, uh, you know, in the middle of a losing streak, and it didn't get announced by the team. There was no press release. It wasn't like Kevin Demoff got up on a podium and said, hey, we're extending Jeff Fisher. Mm -hmm. It came from NFL reporters on a Sunday morning. Weird. Amidst all this Eric Dickerson stuff. So it was like, almost it seemed like it came from one side of this where it was, hey, shut everybody up. I'm safe. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then they went and got blown out the last three weeks to the Saints, 49 points, to the Patriots where it was not even a game. And then the worst of all, and I think this was the icing on the cake, Home stadium, four o'clock game, everyone watching, 42 to nothing they're losing before they get two garbage touchdowns to a Falcons team that really shouldn't be putting up 42 points on them in their building. And without Julio. Without Julio, without Mohamed Sanu. So Defense was supposed to be their thing. At least we can play D. At the end of the day, Kay, and I guess it's we can open storm, it up. perfect storm, it sounds like. Perfect storm, and the owner, Stan Kroenke, he can get, you can get away with a lot, right? He's not going to talk about the A-gap or the three technique or who the third wide receiver is, but when he looks at that L.A. Coliseum and it's completely empty and it's not even week 17, well, then there's something that needs to be done right away. Were you surprised, Nate, that it happened now? No, not at all. You you look at his resume and what he's done in the league as a coach. Uh, I think they just announced after this last loss that he is tied with Dan Reeves yep. for the most losses of all time. So all those things. They didn't even did, let him be the winner of that, they, you know? They, just they, sure to be getting that right. win. That is something that will <laughs> the indignity. In, initiate the conversation of somebody getting fired. But then you mentioned the types of losses they were having. So there is no surprise – after playing so long and understanding the game, it's what have you done for me lately. And and it, oftentimes there's a misconception that it just stops on the field, that it's just the players that have to deal with that 
immediate criticism of whether you're playing well and you're going to keep your job or not. No, no, it's the coaches too. And no coaches are removed from that. And I see that nowadays more than ever. Teams are willing to invest in the coaching staff, and if you don't give them immediate results, then they'll just fire you and cut the check. you got to understand this is big business, and I'll say this is big business from two standpoints. This is big business when you're not feeling in the stadiums. And as much as these owners love wins and Super Bowls, they are running a business. So at the very least, if you're losing and the team is making money, you can give a coach another chance. And I say it's a big business also because – Jeff Fisher, I'm not going to talk about another man's money, but they have guaranteed contracts as coaches. So he's going to be all right. And what we do know about Mm -hmm. Jeff Fisher is he's going to be on somebody's staff most likely sooner than later. Maybe not as a coach, maybe as an assistant, but he'll be just fine. So the, the surprise factor, no, not at all. You have to get wins. And it's going to be tough sledding moving forward. This is L.A. There's so many different things to do. KB, you'll talk about it a little bit more. But working there for the last two years, I realized this is a market that kind of wanted a football team, that was kind of happy they got a football team. But if the football team sucks, there's so many other things to do. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to fight for these people's attention. And the only way to win their attention is to win games. Yeah, and he hasn't won games ever with them. He's no. never had a winning season in five years. He hasn't had a winning season in a really long time. Um, and then to see the seats empty, and then the Eric Dickerson, I think you're right, mm-hmm. Peter, it was like a, a, a slow, sort, sort of perfect storm. And then you hear, at some point in all of that, he lost the t- he lost the players, mm-hmm. right? Because that had to happen. Because he was always known as this player's coach. You know, like, kind of like how the Bills or the, the Jets would always really fight for, for Rex. Rex when they would hear that he was on the hot seat, and they'd just come out and beat the Patriots because they would all kind of circle the wagon and get him. him the win. Um, I feel like Jeff Fisher was that guy. And then I saw that Todd Gurley press or the, when he was at his uh <laughs> in the junior locker room, yeah. the middle school whatever i mean w- translate that for me well it, it's just a, a point where it, the players are too defeated to defend their coach and we work in in a relationship business so i was always an extension of my staff and i, I felt like as soon as that extension court was cut then the relationship is cut, and then somebody has to cut ties. The organization either has to cut ties with the players or had to cut ties with the coach. Mm-hmm. You look at the players, how much they paid those guys, how young they are, how recent those contracts are, who are you going to cut ties with? It had to be the coach. Mm-hmm. It was a decision that had to be made, KB. Yeah, and you know what? We keep talking about that stadium that's empty, and I would, Hamilton, our researcher, told me there's 10,000 people short. I mean, and it wasn't fit, 600 fit people. how many? I don't know how many it fits. Maybe uh, 70, 90, 80, 000. 90. It's a lot of people. 90, and I think that Kroenke's more about the thing. Look, we take the 110, the 105, the 405 down, whatever it is, our new stadium that we're building, we got to fill that place. So we got to start this thing now. Good point. If that place is 10,000 short, we got problems. And it's just so funny because sometimes things work out the way you want. Because if you go back six, seven months, every single LA radio station or LA newspaper all had the same little shtick. narrative, the same shtick. Look, you better show up and be a winner, or we got other things to do. It, everybody was saying yeah. it. And it's so true because now the team is terrible and you do look around and it is 71 degrees and it is Oscar season right now. And I hear La La Land is delightful and there's other things. And I'm in the movie with Gosling. (laughs) There's other things that you can do. Why not? The Clippers are great. The Lakers are up and coming. Why do I want to go and sit in traffic to the Coliseum to watch my team get to behind 42 to nothing with a coach that I don't care if he went to USC. I don't care if he ran USC. There's nothing in it for me. Sure enough, we see golf. He seems like no savior right now. So 
It's big problems, and they needed to do this now. Jeff Fisher probably could have survived at eight and eight or seven and nine, whatever it is, because he always does. But not this. This yeah. looks like three and thirteen. Now mm. you're saying all these things about how there's so many things to do, and you said the team is bad. <laughs> how attractive is this job for a coach beyond the fact that it's in LA? I think it's so attractive, Kay, because I'll put my insider hat on here. I feel like it's a blank slate, right? So I like how you actually invisibly yeah, put on a, that. Yeah, you didn't nice. see that. He put on a hat. That was a nice <laughs> yeah. look. There, there's no expectations. They were, basically, Jeff Fisher left it completely barren so that you can have a, maybe a little breathing room to get it right. Um, there's a quarterback there that some people deem as a franchise quarterback. Guess what? If you come in and you don't think he's the franchise quarterback, you didn't take the guy. You could probably pivot. Now, Not Josh, my kid. Say Josh McDaniels comes in and he says, hey, I want to bring Jimmy Garoppolo with point. me. That's a great point. Okay, right. like, all right, find yeah. a way to get Jimmy Garoppolo. You're not the father. Yeah. You're not the father, exactly. We'll get we'll to get that, to that. <laughs> uh, The L.A. thing, I think there is a place. I know that we, we made it out to be, oh, look, they're on hard knocks, and they're moving to L.A. It's going to be, it kind of was like a bad movie. Like it was. Yeah. A, like, they were in Orange County anyway. It, it wasn't was even like, L.A. Like, a, like, it didn't really register as much as they wanted. Now, they were on Fox that first game. They beat the Seahawks week two, and it was like, it felt like it was saying LeBron was there, but that really <laughs> teetered out real quick, and now you don't see celebrities at those games. So there's just this blank Late. There's an owner with $11 billion to his name who wants to win. There's a running back named Todd Gurley. There's we know what his potential can be. A defensive player like Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. And mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of talent on the roster, but it's just a barren situation. It only can go up. So if I'm a young coach or if I'm an established coach who wants to get back in the spotlight, this to me is a lot more of an attractive job than, say, I don't know, I'm just putting out teams, but like a Jacksonville or a Buffalo where you're in the 31st and 32nd market. This is the second media market in the entire country, and you could be a star. Yeah. And you'll make money. Shakes, I want to ask you about this, because you said on the show today on our TV show, everyone's throwing out their names, their candidates, who it could be, and people at McDaniels, whatnot. You threw out as sort of like your wild card, yeah. I feel like. And these, these candidates, they feel like a college application. you got your reach, your yeah. safety school, Here's and then your, like your wild card. What name did you say? I said John Gruden, and this comes again. I have to preface this because people listening might be like, oh, no. I, this is, I don't talk to John Gruden. I don't know. I do know that he prepares wildly for these Monday night games. It's legendary amongst the broadcasting business that if you want to be a top analyst in this game, you better outwork Gruden because Gruden sits in the film room as if he's coaching. So he's breaking down the A-gap and the depth chart on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that when he walks in the booth on Monday, he knows these teams inside and out as yeah. much as the coaching If you listen staffs. to him, you can tell. You can tell. You he can knows tell. every guy's story. So Gruden still obviously loves football. Now, look, that's a very cushy job in the, in the MAC that you don't lose or win at the end of the day, right? So at the end, if the Jets get blown out, Gruden goes home to his house in Tampa. It doesn't sit with him. Right. However... Okay, if you're a competitor and you have that in your bones and you're at a stadium every weekend and you don't have that scoreboard and you want those wins and you crave those wins. I don't know if there's a sexy don't name do it, out there for this Hollywood don't do team it. then Gruden. You say stay in TV? I say stay in TV, man. It's, it's a beautiful job and I don't know how much he's making, but I know it's a pretty penny. And the criticism that you take with being a head coach to dive back into the shark infested mm-hmm. waters of criticism – I just don't see why you would do it, but you make a great point. Sway's Some guys wired. are so competitive, they want that and they desire that. So I'm interested to see if he does throw his hat in He's the ring. He's never going to be the biggest story on a Monday night. The two teams on the mm. field will always be the biggest story. Part of me wonders if John Gruden, whose reputation is honestly tremendous around the league. He yeah. won a Super Bowl. He has all the resumes, all that. But he never went through those six and five, six and ten years. Or the, the no, no, of- I got Peter. I, I got to make one last point in this because every year this comes out. John Gruden's thinking about getting into coaching. He's thinking about, and it's it's always like, is this agent just floating that to get more money? Is from John ESPN? Gruden going to take a Cleveland job? No. I don't know. But listen, my my more important point is. Do we even know if he could show up and be a great coach again? I mean, listen, Ooh, 2002. That's a good point. That's 2002, a good point. he won a Super Bowl that's with Tony Dungy's team, and he never won another playoff game. 
after that, never wanted a playoff game. So everyone's like, John Gruden will come and you win a Super Bowl. Hey, Willie? It was 14 years ago. Yeah. I have no idea. All right, work bros. We're going to talk a lot more about this. Uh, one last point. Traeger's giving no, me the eye. I was just going to say, if you're an L.A. fan, though, and you might not be as ingratiated in the coaching world, you hear John Gruden or you hear Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator. And you've been seeing him on TV for the last decade. I'd rather have McDaniels than Gruden, for sure. Really? Yes, absolutely. I mean, just a guy who's young. It's to your point. It's the young bell of the balls, the young Einsteins, as you call him. What about Cower? What about Cower? Nah, I love nah. a Cower. You don't like the really? old school? Cower's not doing it. Mike Holmgren. <laughs> Mike Holmgren. <laughs> uh, Marv Levy. We, of course, we'd love to hear what you guys think out there on Twitter or via email or whatever you guys want, so we will hit this topic up on the show probably every day yeah, until the issue big. is resolved, so make I sure hear you watch us on Good Morning Football oh. every morning at 7 Eastern, and before the show starts at 5 a.m., the first person I see in the morning yes. is Lauren. Lauren oh. is our makeup artist. We're going to play Four Things With. Lauren, how are you? Lauren, welcome. Hi. So we're going to each ask you a question, but let's, you know, first talk about introduce sort of the relation. Yeah, introduce yourself to us. Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> I'm your makeup artist. Yeah, for those who don't know, she's tall, brown hair. <laughs> Italian. Beautiful smile that lights up the room. Mother Family of two kind. twins. Very kind. Very kind. Yes. I, I mean, I'll start. Should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Kay. Can you tell us? Here's my one go question. Ahead, we each get to ask you one question. Yes. Can you tell us the Patty Schrager story? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I love Patty Schrager. Patty Schrager's <laughs> my mother, guys. Go on. I went to the Freehold Mall last week. In New week. Jersey, where I grew up. Peter said, I'm going to call Patty Schrager. She's going to meet you. I said, okay, have her come meet me at the Clarence counter, because I had to get my guy's skincare. I watched this go down and thought you were 1,000% joking. No, no I was 1, serious. 1,000%. Well, I thought he was joking, too. And then when he left, because Peter had to run off to go you know, travel the world. and Tampa he, Bay. Tampa Bay. So he <laughs> left, and he's like... I was like, was Mrs. Schrager going to meet me? And he said, oh, no, she's got a belly dancing class. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to go to my Clarence counter. Schrager's not going to be there. So I get to the counter, and my contact at the counter said, there's a woman, a very nice woman looking for you. I said, who could that be? It was Patty Schrager. She came from belly dancing straight to the Clarence Wait, counter at the Freehold Raceway. What is going on Yes, she belly dances. That's crazy. The amazing. Mother belly dances. That's her class. That she takes a class, awesome. Nate. She's yeah, in great she's shape. The best. I love that this. Awesome. Yes. My mom does the lumbata. <laughs> forbidden <Yeah>. dance. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> So she met me. We were talking. This is what the best part is. Though. I'm going to interrupt Go because ahead. I get that I'm on the text message. I'm like, here, guys, me. I figure it would be a five minute handshake. Hey, someone I work no. with. Here's my mother. Mm. Lauren tells me today, five days later, when it's the first day back. Yeah, we talked for two hours. Two hours. <laughs> That's not a quick no, encounter. But it's not like they went to have coffee sugar. They sat at the makeup counter. <laughs> we were at the makeup counter at the Clarence what? Center. No, because she had a lot to say. I was telling her, I, I treat you guys like you are my kids. Like, right. I love you all. So we were, you know, conversing about each and every one of you. She knows well, all honest, of Peter you. Peter Schrager's your favorite. Yeah. No, I don't have favorites. You really are like my kids. I can't choose. I don't it's have now, favorites. Now, for those Kyle, listening, it's this, not even close. It's Lauren, not even well, no, Lauren Peter, isn't like, a sixty-year-old woman. She's, no. she's she is very motherly. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. Well, like yeah, I think I'm older than you, actually. No, you're young. You're a year younger. I'm thirty-six. Okay. Just okay, turned thirty-six. Um, no, but I love you guys, and I want to make sure I take care of everybody. And Mrs. Schrager, we were talking about that, and she knows all of us yeah. by name, and she knows I all of our backgrounds. She watches the show every she, morning. Oh, by the way, she loves the podcast because Lo- last loves week the she, podcast. she loves, lo- the podcast. loves the podcast. Loves the podcast. Episodes. <laughs> no, we had a great time, and Mrs. Schrager is a doll. We ha- you should have her in to do the podcast. Of course, it so. means a lot to me that you that you met with my mother, and she was so so overjoyed to meet I you and her. just have a piece of my professional I love that you career guys took and a family. You we guys took a picture. We did a selfie. 
We did a selfie. Oh, I saw the selfie. I we spent two awesome. hours together. Who's next? Okay. Uh, I'll, so I'll, I'll go. And by the way, if there were power rankings of uh, GMFB Schrager hosts, and Schrager else. won, and then we don't even do the rest yeah. of them for Lauren. No. Lauren, I love you she's all. like, no. On that note, yes, on that tell note me. Uh, you get the, the pleasure, I guess, of seeing all four of us in the chair uh-huh. every single morning. I want to know what one of us is like when they sit in the chair. Specifically, I want to know about what our star-wide receiver is like when mm. Burleson's cheeks She's hit so that chair. Well, tell me, go on. No, he's so he's very polite. He always smells good. <laughs> always has a new cologne every day, and he's just sweet. He's just, you guys because he's awesome. asleep. He's not asleep. No, he's awake <laughs> when he's with us. We talk all the time. We talk okay. about the kids, the toy. We touch all topics. He's a dog. See what happens is I oh, come and then in I ask him all the early. I come in with the music. And none of us see each other go through makeup yeah. pretty much because one of them, one of us is in the chair. The you're other my first one. You're my first one. Chair. Like writing things, or there's one chair in the makeup yeah. room. I'm, I'm never awake at the five o'clock production meeting, but by the time I sit in the chair around six fifteen, yeah, you're I'm awake. Always talkative, and I'm always ready to laugh. And she makes and I have me the candy jar just in case. Yeah, and I love candy. All right, Lauren, I'm gonna ask my question. You've been around us. We talk football in front of you for hours. You're admittedly not a football fan by I heart. I like but, the game. But have you become a football or fan from learned? watching the show? What have you learned? What have you learned, learned from That's watching us? Here's what I'm right. going to tell you. I, I enjoy the game of football. I have a lot of questions. I learned a lot, especially about the kicker. We're not, I'm not even going to So there was a play. Boswell, the kicker on the Steelers, did an onside kick yeah. that was botched. He tried oh, to do it. Oh, that guy. He tried the to soccer do it. thing. That no. And, and that no. thing, it was, such a, it was a small play that no one talked about. Bad Lauren choice. was talking about this play for seven was, weeks. Yeah, it, well, yeah. I didn't understand. I mean, what was he trying to do? I don't understand why he was trying we to don't know either. do that. He tried to it kick behind his leg. It didn't make any sense. He could have tripped himself. <laughs> it would have been terrible. It was awful. And I don't well, know. Lauren comes up to me and she says, all they do is kick. Uh, the yeah. kicker only kicks. I didn't know this. I you thought, thought they the ran. kicker held the ball too. She does. No, it was like a I running just, back slash kicker. I thought like, he kicked and then got in the game. <laughs> just kicks. Oh, it's amazing to me. Okay, what else? What else have you learned? You learned some. I learned a lot about the ring from David Deal. He taught me about the history Super of the ring, which, ring. by the way, I think we should do a whole piece on because it's fascinating. Okay, they just keep adding to it. You know, you talked to me this keep... morning about the long snapper. You said it's changed. It the name. reminds me of whippersnapper. Like, <laughs> why would they say long? What is the? Lo- I don't understand. Rename that. What's a long snapper? They're that's catching. True. They catch the ball out of them snapping it. No, that's they true. throw it kind of. They throw it between their legs. Snap. It's a throw. A You're throw right. It should be the long thrower. A, a long thrower is a lot better. It just explains what it is. A snapper. I'm thinking they're snapping. I don't understand. Oh, right. Yeah, Lauren's a sweetheart. She's the best. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, so my question, <laughs> this is why I laugh, because she'll do this while I'm in the chair. You guys will hear this. I get this conversation every morning. Okay, so um, we've had a conversation about how crazy football players are. Oh, no. And, no. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? I know what you're going to say. And, and uh, you know, there's certain guys that, you know, when they need to relieve themselves, they uh-huh. either go into it's the magical tent or they get covered up and pee in a bag, but Nuh-uh. then there's other players that are crazy, uh, and Peter knows this, mm. KB, you know nah. this, mm-hmm. uh, guys pee on themselves. It's and, unacceptable. And there's okay. uh, there's been cases Germs. that... Okay, Mom. Second urinating topic on this show, by the way. Yeah, that is Potty that is training true. in this. In 15 so minutes. How, when you first heard that information, these are grown men, yeah, no. millionaires, Mm-mm. that will just urinate themselves and then take the water bottle and just pee their no. lap and then just go back in the game. No, how, it's how unacceptable. 100% unacceptable. There is no reason for it. Use a bottle. 
I mean, you, I would be okay. Just go to the side, this tense. Just sit down. Use a bottle. No, everybody does it. Just don't do it on yeah, yourself. Yeah, but then there's people and watching. They just want to get back in the game. They're watching anyway. You're going to pee on yourself. People are watching you pee. Well, and then s- you're going to squirt yourself with water <laughs> to cover it up. It's yeah. unacceptable. And the other thing is you're jumping on each other. Bodily fluid is exchanged. Yeah, that's yeah. gross. It's gross. No. I, I, knew, I knew your answer, and I feel the same uh, way. I just uh, like hearing you talk about it. So and sweaty and smelting. You're no. so disgusting. Oh, I know. I I agree with you. I, I just like because you're so passionate about this. No, because it no. As we wrap with you, Lauren, I want to know who is your who is the person you met, either a guest or someone that you know came on the show oh, I that can't you. Th- is there someone though that was interesting in the last couple of weeks, or maybe even you can I not, love them. not mean, it's just nice. No, oh no, nice I, that's what I'm saying. I love it was so nice. I lo- Sean O'Hara, I love, love him. A Sean O'Hara. I love a Sean O'Hara. Chris Canty is just a little, just a teddy bear. Big teddy yeah. bear. Big teddy. He's, and he's, he's a, a huge big man. little man. He's a big. What about man. over your career? You've met some interesting oh, yeah. people over your career. Rappers. Actors, you met 50 Cent. Cent? He's lovely. He's a lovely <laughs> he guy. He's the sweetest man. He really is the sweetest. Okay. I, I, anybody else that jumps off the charts? You don't have to say Anthony anybody Hopkins. that was me. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Sir Anthony. Awesome. Anthony. Sir Anthony You Hopkins. powdered that face? I did. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. Was there anybody who starstruck? <laughs> no. No, because... Hello, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Lauren. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been very fortunate. I've met some... Great people, and every—I mean—if you treat everybody the same way, everybody's just—they're just. But people. there's been some jerks in your past. Oh One, yeah. One remain nameless. Yeah. What's your favorite part well, of the I know, show? I know Last the name. Question. I know I'm not, the don't name. Say I'm the not going to say it. Lauren, favorite um, part of the show, favorite segment, or favorite part of the day? No, I—you know what I love about our show? I really—I mean, it also happens to be that we work from the middle of the night to the early morning. But I think it's so nice that we are all really close and. We are like a little dysfunctional family, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, I, I really do. Well, I enjoy you. coming to work. Thank you for being yeah. such a joy. Thank, Thank you, you for right. having me. One person she won't name. That I think she just called Hannibal Lecter an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> no, with kidding. Lauren. Great stuff. Thanks, Lauren. Great Thank stuff. you. She's the greatest. We she's, love Lauren. She's talking about Robert Duvall. Like, yeah, we always have. All right, Lauren, I know you got to keep going. You can go. You guys get like haircuts from Lauren and Ashley. Yeah, it's awesome. All Free haircuts. That. It's amazing. And they do She's a great job. She's such a mom. She Incredible brings us cough stuff. drops. She says, oh, you need to moisturize your face mm-hmm. and make she sure you take w- care of it even when it's sunny said, or cloudy. Kyle, why is your face so red? And she you did. said I took my makeup off. She's like, why so aggressively? <laughs> Be gentle. Thank you, mom. I love you. Thank okay, you. I'll... You guys also use like the hotel body moisturizer on your face. <laughs> yeah, so that, I know you guys I do. do. Hey, and when you hear us on the show say something like, I love a good touchdown or I love a good celebration. Oh, there's, that there it is. is. I yeah. love a Lauren. I love a Lauren. That I love That's in the highlights all the time now. The time. I love a this. I, I love a Chris that. Hogan. Yes. yes. I love a this. Thanks, Lauren. All right, guys, we're going to look ahead to week 15, of course. We've got some great games. So I'm going to run through them. And have you guys stop me, of course, when you, uh, you press the whammy tickles button. your fancy. But let's first do the one-line takeaways from week 14. Oh, all right? Good. In one line, let's wrap it up. Kyle, let's start with you. Mm, uh, one-line takeaway... Kind of like a what we learned. We learned that the Browns broke my heart again. Yeah. I went on TV, Peter. You weren't here. They're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> you still don't. You didn't say I have to. Do you feel a lot less confident? But now that? you're committed. You have to stick with it yes. and say that they're going to do it. I feel a lot less confident. Here's the thing. Okay, so I've said, I don't know, a few months now, that I, the Browns don't have what it takes to go winless. That 08 Lions team was very, very special. And then on Friday, I said, this is the week. They're going to beat Cincinnati. They got coming off the bye. They're at home. The Hugh Jackson connection. This is the week. 
and they're down 20 to nothing. 20 yeah. to nothing. Before it even got it out of bed. Tease me a little bit. Give me some foreplay. Give me something. Make me think <laughs> yeah. that tickle, maybe tickle I'm going to get some action here. Right? Tickle my toes, for God's sake. <laughs> they didn't do anything. I was thrown out of my ass. But I still think they're going to do it. We got San Diego. You never know. San Diego always plays those close games. Unfortunately, what I was hoping on was that Pittsburgh would be resting their no, starters. Week 17. It. They need it badly. So I'm almost putting could, all my eggs. They could lose. They could win to San Diego. Yeah, that's they what could, I'm saying. Home. San Diego is not And I believe it's on like, Christmas or Christmas Rivers. Eve, Christmas miracle, like yeah, the Christ but, child. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that's it. I still think they're going to win a game. And if they don't, we'll have a bunch of fun with it on the show. But what I learned, my one line was that the Browns broke my heart again. Yeah, mm. my, my line is that the Bucks might be for real. Guys, I was in Tampa for an extended amount of time. I got there on Friday and stayed there. And I was in the facility for three different days. And I got to just tell you, this Jameis Winston's one of the coolest cats there is. And I'm, I sound enamored. I sound smitten. Presence. He, okay, so I do these production meetings, and every time you sit with the quarterback, they shake your hand and say, hey, how you doing? Kinda, hey, Schrager, what's going on? Like the show. Mm. Jameis Winston says that. Right out the gate. He calls you Schrager? He know, yeah. But he knows my name and he knows our show. I mean, we met with a lot of other quarterbacks. They're not giving us that. So that's the first thing. Second thing, he goes, I like alphabet soup, and I like the letter W, and I want to eat those Ws. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I'm in. Whatever you You're got, sold. I'm in. I'm in. And he speaks so passionately. So we're asking about football. And he goes, guys, can I interrupt you? And in production, can I interrupt you? Yeah, yeah. Is there any way if you can mention my famous Jameis Jamboree? I had 150 kids. I, I hosted them on Tuesday. We had a Christmas thing. We got them all these toys from wow. the Ford dealership. Of course. And, and we didn't mention it on the broadcast because didn't oh! we, did we didn't do him a solid on that. But I will say that like it's very like you know top of mind of him to be like, hey, this is the coolest part about being a quarterback. It's not the wins. It's not this. It's also being the guy in the community. And you know Tom Brenneman on our broadcast, my Fox play-by-play guy, was like, you know, the perception on Jameis might be bad coming out of college. And yeah. Twitter exploded like, oh my god. All I'm saying is, from when I've met him and from what it was, this guy is a leader. Now, whatever you want to think about him off the field, I don't care because when that game happens, and I do care, but I'm saying I, when it happens, this guy and those young and veteran players respond to him, and they've won five straight games. They go into Dallas. Okay, it's exciting to so me. So Sunday, I think fun. I'm on the red zone the whole time, so I don't get to watch the game the entire way through, but I hear from so many people that he's so fun to watch, especially if you're at a game or on the sideline. I've heard it from you and several other people. Is he the most fun quarterback yes. to watch in the league right now? He's so fired up, and he's got a little bit of two quarterbacks qualities. The, you know the Ben Roethlisberger throw is great, but the escapability where yeah. you can't bring whole, him down. the whole cop yeah. pocket lives, all of a sudden Everybody he pops else. out, that's what he does. And then the other part is he's not a physically gifted runner. He doesn't look pretty running. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Michael Vick. Hmm. Kind of looks like a fat guy running. And yet he barrels over guys and he's just escapability and always makes the play. Who so, told yeah. us that nobody wants to win more than Ali Marpet. Ali nobody Marpet. likes football more than him, right? Nobody loves football. his lineman. Alphabet yeah. Soup so W's. Yeah. Alphabet Soup is my new nickname for him. Mm. I'm, a, cool. I'm a huge Jameis fan. We could talk about Jameis all day long. I'll, I'll just say this quickly. I, I love watching him play, but um, I enjoy watching him pre and post game more than any other quarterback in this league. More than Drew Brees. That's what everyone more says. Than Drew but why? Because whether it's a win or a loss, he has the same demeanor and he has this huge smile on his face. It's almost as if like everything's going to be all right. And as a fan, I'm watching this. So as a fan, I'm watching it, and I think what I always think when I watch a football, what would, I what would it be player? like if I was playing with him? Mm. That means the – the roads are rough. It's the third quarter and you're down by 13 and you think the whole stadium is against you and you're playing on the road and Jameis comes in with a huge smile and he looks at you and says, all right, guys, like we got this. Like, Don't trip. You know, I, I don't think people understand the mind games you play with yourself as a football player, especially when you think all the odds are stacked up against you. All, some, all we want sometimes as a receiver, as an offensive line, tight end, running back, 
is a quarterback to come in and say, listen, I know these waves are rocky. I know it seems like this boat is going down, but I promise you, I promise you, if you stick with me, you'll make it to land. Like, that stuff is irreplaceable. And there's certain quarterbacks that just don't have it. There's certain quarterbacks that won't even attempt it. Yeah. And what I'm hearing about Jameis, it's not that he's trying to artificially create it. He just has it. And that right there is a quality that I can appreciate because I remember playing with Dante Culpepper. He just had it. It was just, He loved the game so much, and when he walked in a huddle – like, I just felt like I wanted to be there. Like, this was the right place for me to be in the moment. Whether we were up 25 or down 25, I wanted to be there with him. Sometimes you're in a huddle, you're up 25 or down 25, and you think, I could be somewhere else right now. Because this guy don't love this as much as I love it. Hmm. And I love the way that Jameis is approaching the game. But uh, what I've learned, what I'm taking away from the weekend is it's Le'Veon. Le'Veon is he's one of those guys that could be the most gifted guy in football. Uh he came in to this league overweight, lost weight, had some ups and downs, dealt with some drug suspensions, and looks like he has a clear head and a great outlook on life. And the, his ability to run behind that line patiently, catch the ball out the backfield, and with a team that you know has D- Antonio Brown as the best receiver, Le'Veon Bell has quietly, humbly, basically said, I'm not the guy, but I'll just say it. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe mm-hmm. he's the best player on this team. And they have Big Ben and Antonio. Big they Ben's all the famer. the best receiver and the best running back. And, and, in exactly. The and I think and, and and I think that Le'Veon could be the best player on this team. Right. Which is crazy because Antonio could be the best receiver in the NFL. I know. And Big Ben could be an MVP. So I just love I love what Le'Veon Bell is doing. And I, I like the fact, to be honest with you, that he bounced back from making some just really idiotic mistakes off the field. Took the responsibility for him and took his lumps and said, I'm going to come back and be a guy you can count on. And he's been everything in some. I love that. He looks great. Can't, I mean, could he be, is he in the MVP conversation? Like legitimately? He had a stretch of games where he didn't really do anything. Yeah. He, uh, he's averaging around 60, 70 yards. So it's kind of hard to give a guy Even on that own team to say he's the MVP on that say, team is I don't even know. Thing, right? I don't even know if, yeah, that's the thing. He might, if he was to get it, it'd be tough to take votes from Antonio. Yeah. They're just so loaded. Or even to end ben. on a tear, which he could. You start doing 200-yard games, you're in the conversation. Yeah. I yeah. learned that I kind of like the Titans. Really? And okay. Marcus Mariota okay, doesn't let's talk, look because great. Mariota and Winston are diabolically different as far as charismatic Did and Did he demeanor. complete more than six passes against the Broncos? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> they still won. They won the game. They're running. They're running all over this defense. The Broncos, we know they're they're you know susceptible to the run. But it's wild to me that completing six passes, I think it tells you a lot about yeah. how they are, who they are, right? And they they're, beat the defending champs with six passes? What? Yeah. You got that smash mouth thing going. You're getting Derrick Henry involved. DeMarco Murray's banged up and still making it happen. You know, Say what you want about Malarkey. They are contending, and they're yeah. in it, and I like them. You know what, Kay? I'm, I'm glad you say that because I remember we talked so much about exotic smash mouth in the first month of the show. And it, it was, was almost like, a joke. Like, it was like it was a joke, and I, and I was like, "This is not going to work. Like, like, you can't just run." It's your and clever play way of making us talk about you. Yeah, I mean that's cool. They, you have a gimmick, but like, look here they are. But and they didn't run. They had Marcus Mariota looking really great for a really long stretch before the bye. Now they've got a tough schedule. This was not a game that I thought that they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Did you guys think they were going to beat the Broncos? I did not. No, it's December and they're the Titans. Absolutely yeah. not. Like I love that we're talking I didn't about. I think this is like Smash Mouth was going to be a thing. And no, it, it is more than a thing. They play. They play more of a thing with Derrick Henry. Both of them. They play the Texans week seventeen. It might be. Straight up for the division title. I love Good it. Game. Give me the time. I was talking to Eddie George, who we had on the show. Oh, yeah. Eddie George is a huge human. Like, he looks like a DN. That played a He Man figure. Yeah, and I, he, exactly. And I said, Ben, who's the running back that sticks out to you? And he's, the first name he said was Derrick Henry. Really? He said, Because so big. Is a big ass dude. And he was <laughs> like, when he gets going, 
that offense is going to be even better. Because he's had some moments, but just imagine when he really gets his Heisman confidence in the NFL level, along with DeMarco Murray playing like that, and Mariota and Delaney Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, he's like so consistent. It could be crazy. It could be crazy. Eddie George also had a passionate defense of Jeff Fisher on Friday. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. He did. That's right. He sure did. All right, should we, look at, should, we, should we talk about the Pro Bowl dodgeball thing? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Again, we're talking about the Pro Bowl are and the we Titans. Like, are we overexcited about the dodgeball? That's my only thing. Are we too Somebody gets right. They're still having the game. Love, yes. We, yeah, so the game, so it's in they're Orlando. They're bringing back the extracurriculars. They're having Pro Bowl week now down there in Orlando. So they're doing a skills competition. There's four different parts of it. There's like the precision, the mm-hmm. hands, there's moving targets, whatever it is. Relay race. I love there's that a relay stuff. race. I love that. And it sounds like it's going to be sort of an obstacle course. They're going back to the old AFC, NFC situation, Good. which is great. They're not drafting. Teams. Um, I think we're all really excited. Dodgeball is the thing that everyone is hot about, though. Okay, it's, it, the, the context, of course, is that the Pro Bowl, they've put every kind of lipstick on that pig they can think of. It's not an entertaining game. It, it rates because it's the NFL, but it's been bad. The draft, you said, there, we can let players tweet on the sideline during a game. It's in Florida. It's in Hawaii. And it's just not been great. This, to me, sounds like something I actually want to watch for the first time since I was a kid. The dodgeball, though. Are you, so they're going to have, as I understand Real NFL players playing dodgeball yes. against each other? Well, now we got something. Now we got yeah. something, and I'll watch that because I've, I want to see What are we talking about? Roethlisberger throwing at uh, Dak? I mean, is that going to happen? But I'm going to need them to really ham it up. Like, I'm going to need a GoPro strapped on to somebody's yep. forehead. Like Go on. Because I feel like dodgeball isn't the thing that's fun to Watch. It's like exhilarating to play, but mm. to watch, I don't know. They're gonna. I don't know. Someone should let fans play. They so- should get Jason Bateman out there. <laughs> right. they, and just Gary Cole. The, they should just wear the outfits. Gary ben Cole. Stiller. Let's go. You mentioned something at the end of the show on Tuesday's broadcast of Good Morning Football. If you were to draft one player to kind of captain up your team, who would it be? And we all had very different picks. I said, give me the arm, because I always thought that was the most intimidating guy on the schoolyard, the one with the huge arm. Sure. So I said, give me Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger or even Joe Flacco, who can throw it deep. I want the guy who's the bully, who's going to just knock your glasses I off. I want the guy who won't get out. See, that's a very interesting strategy. Maybe that, does that is that like Freudian? Does that describe us? Well, yeah, cool? I, like, I who's like your dodgeball Roethlisberger, type, right? you brought up the point about how hard he is to bring down. Now I'll peg him one time in the knee and he is out. I so, mean, I say, you don't want a big move. burly dude. Exactly. See, I'd take a job. Ryan Mallet. I'll take a, no, a big Osweiler. I want that big arm to be coming whipping at you. <laughs> yeah, you got to have at least one of those, but you also got to have a line in front of him to protect because those are the guys you can get out. I'm going with pure speed and yes. agility. I might go Russell Wilson, Tyrod Taylor. I'm going with Tyreek Hill, Darren Sproles. Like, I want Taylor Gabriel in Atlanta. Taylor Gabriel. Small, just explosive freak athletes Agile. that have low center of gravity. So as soon as you quiz Rogers, they can go on all fours like a cat and just it just zip over their head. And they'll just get up and hum That's one why at I you. went with Odell because he can do all of that, but he can throw too. And catch. And yeah. Catch. And let's not forget the way the game starts is the balls are in the middle oh, and you sprint fast. for them. It's it. like that it's XFL most... scramble for the kickoff. Oh, yeah. So straight ahead speed is everything. I'd rather skydive than play dodgeball. I, it's very stressful. And that is true. That's true. I'd it's very, very stressful. I'd rather play dodgeball with no hands and skydive. You said no skydive? I'd rather Nate's go. I would jump out of a plane before I played a game of dodgeball. That's Sounds like an off-season activity pe- white, and a good white, morning football. White people adventure. We're going to have a lot of hours to fill. <laughs> <laughs> white people adventure. Absolutely. What does that uh, mean, Nate? Talk you know what that means? That means hiking, uh, swimming with sharks, bungee jumping, jumping out of a plane. Uh, what else do you Black people do? don't do that? These are white people adventures? No. <laughs> they don't do that at the cookout? How many black people yet? <laughs> 
Hell no. How many black people you see at REI? At REI? I could do work in there. Ain't nobody in there. Hey, can I get these uh, mountain climbing shoes? I'm about to go Yoda Lehihu up the block. Ah, one of those rock walls with the safety ropes. That's about as adventurous as we're going to get. Yeah, I hear that. Hey, try that rock wall, man. I'm straight, Tyrone. I'm straight. We all agree we're excited about this dodgeball. Oh, yeah. I'm way into it. And the Pro Bowl. I mean, are they going to go like full bore, you think? Who's I involved in that? Who's yeah, because you can't really get hurt in dodgeball. So I think they're going to go ham. I think that glorious really rubber ball, that sound it makes a boom, oh, boom. It's going to be so nope. good. I kind of am thinking about it. I kind of want to see kickball. Actually, I'm actually, actually more curious. How is the NFL going to ruin the game of dodgeball? Because yeah. I don't want too much schlock. Well, I you know there's going to be a flag thrown when Antonio twerks. What really constitutes a hit of the hip? Can he make a dodgeball move? I don't know. If Dez Bryant's in the game, he's going to be out every time. Every time. He's out. Every time. Instant replay. Forget about it, Dez. I still think tug of war needs to happen all right let's move on to some of the games for this week looking ahead stop me when you guys want to say something we've got these are some good ones obviously dolphins at jets that's saturday night then you've got packers bears you know what aaron Rodgers up against his vic fangio defense i told you guys last week about chicago they had a bunch of are you pressing the button are you whamming this i'm just saying are you whamming it i'm excited no i'm not (laughs) i love whammy and i love it because Uh, it's the bears you have to yell whammy if it's the game you want to preview browns bills browns bills is at buffalo or at cleveland at buffalo we, we could win that game. Are you whamming it? I'm, I'm going to whammy it very okay, quickly. Whammy. Guys, I've already talked about like, the Browns. I like that KB said we can win it. We He's can invested. win this one. Like, I wear pajamas on TV with the Browns. I look at it this way, guys. 30 years from now, there's two teams that are going to be ever talked about by anybody. It's whoever wins the Super Bowl. We'll talk about them. Facts. And it'll be the Browns if they go 0-16. So we have a chance at history here. I don't think they're going to make it. But at Buffalo, look, we just saw what Buffalo did. Buffalo is on its heels right now. The Ryans may be on their way out. It's true. We could win them, guys. We could beat them. I'm telling you, no. we're purging juice. Uh-oh. We could do it. Eagles <laughs> at Ravens. Titans at Chiefs. Steelers, Bengals. Beep. Whammy, 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 okay. whammy. Bengals are my spoiler team from here on out. They play both the Steelers and the Ravens. I saw them play two weeks ago. Adam Jones, Vontez Burfecht. I don't think these guys know the Burfecht records. Burfecht looked ridiculous. Like I don't think, week. yeah, I don't think they know the standings. I don't think they necessarily are aware that they're out of it. They still are playing as if they're Super Bowl contenders. And hypothetically and mathematically, the Bengals still are kind of in it. And that is this, true. If we've seen the Steelers this season, I'd love to have the schedule up. I don't, but they've lost some weird games. The Steelers are famous for like just bizarre loss, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. They lost to that team. This has that kind of written on it, and the Bengals would love nothing more than to shut up the Steelers, spoil their season, and then the following week, go beat the Ravens. You know, like that's Mm. the week 17. So, Bengals Steelers is one that really intrigues me because guess what? This is the first time Vontez Burfecht's playing against them since that crazy Antonio Brown playoff game, Kyle, that you were so excited for. The best. Perfect. Spicy. Perfect was suspended for the first three games because I hated it. It was a lot of suspense. It's fun, too, to mess with people at the end of the season, you know, like try to ruin their season. You know, if you're counting something, Peter, one, two, I start going six, (laughs) 13, 35, and mess you up. That's what the Bengals are Jags, Texans, Saints, Cardinals, Colts, Vikings, Lions, Giants. Whammy! (laughs) Listen, the Giants coming off that. Big win. The the Lions playing well. They're on a hot streak right now in Detroit. I just want to see who's going to show up on each side. I love the fact that the Lions are in the driver's seat. Odell, he's always due for one big play each game. And I feel like on the other side, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, those guys are looking forward to having, you know, some showstoppers coming. These three receiving cores that look highly on themselves. So I'm looking forward to celebrations, some trash talk. 
Eli versus Stafford. Stafford feel like this is like my it. moment. This is my year. Everyone's I feel waiting like now for I'm, this is a good sell, I'm, fi- I'm finally I'm finally past the point where you're looking at me as a top 15 quarterback. Mm-hmm. I actually am better than Eli. Look at the numbers, look at the stats. So there's a lot of storylines behind this one, so I'm excited about it. In the Fox game. world, we know it's a big game when they assign the Aikman Buck yeah. crew. They assign them to that game. And I'll say this everyone's waiting for the bottom to fall out with the Lions because they have this game, the Cowboys, and the Packers. Everybody's waiting. They're on the road in New York. Go win. Yep. Raiders, Chargers, Patriots at Broncos. That's sort of an interesting mm-hmm. one, right? Is that your whammy? I don't think I I don't think it's my whammy, but this always used to be the, the game I was most excited for. And I just think with the way the Broncos just, just got beat by the Titans, I'm not as excited mm-hmm. about it as I used to be. Yeah. Bucks at Cowboys. Is that a whammy? I would, I would imagine this Sunday That's, night. This is the one. Yeah, I mean, this is the marquee, I think. You think? I think it's the biggest game of the week, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys, they just lost. You know, we find out, guys, that Xerxes can bleed. Right. Ooh, what is right? that? You ever heard that reference before? Yeah. Uh, no. And it's, it's a copycat league. What did the Giants do those two games to beat them? Let's copy that strategy. Hey, is this your whammy? We need to know. Sure, that's my whammy. Just Preview for all the for reasons. Us. No, Give you guys just me. gave me all the reasons. I want to get to the, the interview we're about to, to do. Oh, right. Yeah. Because that's the Monday night game, of course. Panthers at Redskins. Redskins super fan and talk show legend, uh, Maury Povich. Oh, how incredible was talking to him last it was week? A life Kyle, memory. how are your knees? The, fine, but I went down hard yeah. when, when, when I ran off stage and uh, I hit the ground hard and then Nate came to console me and yeah. then Mopo came to console me. It was just me. like the we, show. We talked Redskins, we played a game, <laughs> check it out. Maury, how are you? you? Kyle, good to see you. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you, Peter, for having me, and Kay especially. Yeah. Unbelievable. Nate, right? what can I tell you? Oh, Look thank at this guy. Unbelievable. This is professional. The best. The best. I already have to do a good start. Started with the Vikings, right? You know your stuff. <laughs> Started with the Vikings. Hey, hey, don't have me blushing out here. Right? Let's get the TV, man. Maury, so we mentioned it. Huge and Redskins smooth, man. by the way. No, Very smooth. Graceful. Just thank wait till you how smooth it. he is on TV. It's the best. <laughs> Huge Redskins fan yes. from back in the day. Way Tell back. us how this started, your earliest well, memories. Well, he, here, here's the thing. I mean, yes. I kind of was bred into it. My father, Shirley Povich, was the sports columnist of the Washington Post for 75 years. So when I was a kid, we're talking... Sammy Ball day. Oh, yeah. Slinging. Slinging Sammy Ball in the 40s. I mean, I followed Sammy Ball. Then there was Harry Gilmer. Then there was Eddie LeBaron. I mean, we, I mean, we, we grew up. And, and after the war years in Washington, we were terrible. We were very good during the, during the war. We won championships. And after the war, from the late 40s until George Allen showed yeah, up. Yeah. We were we were no good, yeah. and and so we had to, we had to deal with all of that. And uh, and b- by the way, my, my first the greatest experience was, I was the assistant to Bob Wolf, the great sportscaster, in 1958. The greatest game ever played. You were at Yankee Giant, Stadium. Giants Colts. Or polo I, grounds. Where was it? Gi- Yankee Stadium. Yep. Uh, I was the assistant to the broadcaster. Did the halftime show for the Baltimore Colts. Get out of here, Johnny Unitas, John Amici. Though that you were there. Seventeen guys in that game, <laughs> Hall of Famers. That's amazing. It's the greatest game ever played. That's what they say. Hey, look, we see Eli Manning and Peyton Manning following in their father's footsteps. But sure. your father was a titan of the sports yeah. writing industry. Shirley Povich, of course. For you to go into broadcasting right. after that, what was your career choice and how'd you follow his? Well, I, I couldn't, uh, there was a nepotism policy at the Washington Post, so I couldn't go into journalism and the, and the uh, competing paper didn't want me because of my name. And so I always, as my father said, uh, he asked me one time when I was just a kid hanging around Bob Wolf and I was getting coffee and doing stats and doing everything. And, and he said, 
So, so what is your title? I said, I'm an associate producer. He said, guess what? You picked the right profession because now you're, you're bigger than you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> so that was TV. That's so that's all I ever wanted to do. I started in sports in Washington, covering the Redskins in the early 60s. And I, there was a great story with George Allen. When I'm covering George Allen, he's the coach of the Redskins. And one day in the locker room, you understand this, Nate, but this is early 70s. There's a big bottle of pills. Now, you know, yeah. <laughs> who the heck knew what they were? It could be salt pills. Who the heck knew? Right. So the coach is sitting there, and, and I looked at the bottle, and I said, Coach, what, what, are, what are those pills for? And he said, Maury, are you with us or against us? <laughs> and I said, I got to get out of sports. I'm not asking. I, I'm going into news and talk shows. Don't ask questions you don't want to answer. <laughs> exactly. okay. All right, now, let's talk about those beloved Redskins. Sure. It's been an interesting season, to say the least. Hasn't been a bad season. We've seen some ups, some downs. Exactly. But, but they're going to have to fight to get into the postseason. Right. How have you viewed their season? Well, so it was, you know, I can't tell you how frustrated I was last week mm. because – we, I thought we had a chance to beat the Cardinals, yep. and uh, our defense let us down. In fact, I like the fact that the Redskins' defense said they lost the game. I mean, you don't, you don't hear that often with a team. Yeah. Uh, but but we've been, I've been very frustrated, and yet at the same time, they've got the second-best-rated offense in the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got weapons. they got great weapons. And the question, first of all, can they keep the weapons? I, right. I think Deshaun Jackson is gone next year. I just, I just yeah. believe that. Yeah. Uh, but they've got still a I great guys. pass receiving core. We've right. got to keep Jordan Reed healthy. Yep. We, you know, Garcon, Crowder. You got guys Garcon is the most uh, passionate uh, Passionate. Underrated. Underrated. Reliable. We say that all the time. Reliable. I, I saw Cousins even come out and, and talk about him yesterday. See, I'm a big Bleacher Report guy. I go to <laughs> <laughs> getting around the internet. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Colbert, what about their defense? They add Josh Norman. Well, He's yeah. quite a character. He speaks his mind. Are you happy you know, to have a guy like that? I, you know, I, I'm, this is the way I, I feel about that. And Nate, you, since you played, you understand. It's now gotten to be in the league. The personality is the outsized cornerback personality. Yeah. I mean, maybe it started recently with, I mean, I can go all the way back to Dion for sure. and people like sure. that. For sure. But now you've got it all clustered. You have, first you had Richard Sherman. Right. And now you got Josh Norman. Yeah. And not only do they have these outside personalities, but they have villains. Yeah. Uh, you know, particular uh, wide receiver villains. Right. And right. so, I mean, first of all, I think he's a great player. Yeah. Norman. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? I, mean, I, I think he's fantastic. He, he talks a lot, and, and what can I, I can appreciate about a guy who talks a lot, he's willing to back it up. Now, every game might not go his way, but he's willing to throw himself out there, be on an island, and he brings a certain element. You know, whatever it is that he took away from Carolina, whether he says he's a system guy or not, they're missing it in right. Carolina. No doubt. And he's brought that to Washington. They also, between him and Sherman, they have, you know, isolated themselves so now the public understands you are out there on an yep. island. You're right. It is the, it's either you or him. Yep. And you've decided, I'll take, I'll take that chance. Yep. That's, That's right. right. Well, Maury, you occasionally are on an island when you're holding those folders right there. <laughs> your show. And uh, you're such a pro. We thought we'd have some fun with oh, you. Oh, we do. There's we got, a oh, portion got, of your program yes. that is the paternity test. It's massive. <laughs> They're all show. over YouTube. Okay. Those famous words you say. We are thought we, we would are do. Are we doing this right we now? We thought we would do our own version. Certainly not with paternity, Nate, but with 
quarterbacks. Uh, absolutely. All right? And you have some facts for all I'm of us. We're going to try to identify single, who they are. I'm going to ask every single one of you questions and find out whether you are or you're not the quarterback. <laughs> all right. This wasn't discussed okay. in the 5 a.m. Oh, okay. Kyle. I, who's up first? Kay. Kay's up first. What do you know? Every kiss. Okay. So, Kay. <laughs> This starting quarterback. the envelope that says K. I know. It's, I'm nervous. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> the you never there. thought that you would be in a DNA show. <laughs> I, I've, tried to, I've tried to stay away from you, Mr. Okay. <laughs> she's done a good job. You know, just watch it. Don't be on it. That's it. Okay, K. <laughs> this starting quarterback was selected by his team 100 picks after his franchise selected another quarterback in the 2012 NFL draft. Um, oh boy. I am, I'm just going to go with your, your team because it's hopefully, is Smart. it? You're right. I am, I am Kirk Cousins. When it comes to you, Kay, <laughs> you are the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nate, don't celebrate because you're up now. This is your turn. Here comes Nate. You're off the hook. You're great. Nate, this starting quarterback was heavily recruited by Gonzaga to play basketball in college, but ultimately decided to play college football instead. Nervous. Tall, Nate. Didn't think I'd be in this situation. (laughs) You're a smart guy, Nate. I'm sweating like Kyle over here. I I know. Imagine me. (laughs) I'm just going to say I am Brock Osweiler. Oh, boy. Nate. 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 When it comes <laughs> to your question, you are the quarterback. Nate, you've been watching my show. Oh, oh, watching show. Oh, no, I've been watching your show. Boy, come on, now. Can I see that one again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Next up, Peter. Here we go with you. On the hot seat. Gonna find strings. out right now. Peter, this starting quarterback who was raised in Ohio is 20 and 2 against the Cleveland Browns. Ah, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, boy. Peter. That was quick, Peter. Stats. When it comes to your answer, you are the quarterback. Okay. These are Joe too Peter's easy. Is too I easy. told you it was. <laughs> I take right, so that responsibility. All three of you guys got it, and that puts the pressure on me. All right. By Morgan. the way, about Brock Osweiler. Yes. I want to. Brock Osweiler is from Kalispell, Montana. Yeah. And my wife and I started a newspaper, the Flathead Beacon. Nope. We have a home in in that area. So I'm, and we covered Brock Osweiler, the Flathead Beacon. Is that right? Oh. Last year in the Super Bowl. I there love you that. <laughs> Flathead Beacon. Shout out to the Flathead Beacon. <laughs> there you yeah. go. All right, here we go. I got this, Maury. You I got it, Kyle, really? I confident in my hey, life. You don't want to okay. come back for another episode. I got it, no problem. I, I know you're back. We'll bring I, you back. I know your background, Kyle. I used to work with Jim Rome. I That's know you. That's right. Well researched. That's right. I got takes. No problem. No problem. Kyle, this starting quarterback's father was once the general manager of the Frankfurt Galaxy of the World Football League. I am... I got it. I got it. I am 100%. I am 1,000% positive. (laughs) I got it, Maury. The answer is Derek Carr. Kyle, when it comes to your answer, you are not (laughs) the quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Dakar! No, he let me down. Boy, they all watch the show, don't they? All right. I'm never going to get off this. I got everything with the couch. I got everything with the couch. You'll come back on the show. It's going to be all right. Maury's going to be It's going to be all right. Okay. And I'll be glad uh, never to mention your name to Andrew Luck. So these are the kind of things that you guys don't tell me that are going to happen on the show. And then they break through like, just go with it. Just go with it. We're going to play this. We're going to read Shakespeare at the table all of a sudden. Uh, we love bringing you guys the best interviews from Good Morning Football. That was certainly one of the top ones of the season, I think. Uh, Kyle, how ridiculous. <laughs> that was so cool. And I mean, this is a life memory. I used to always watch Maury, Paternity Test, my little brother who's 26, and I love watching him on YouTube. And when we did that, I mean, Nate did the hilarious dance reaction. Yeah. The best thing was Manny, the camera guy, actually worked on Maury's show so he knew call. the beats and rhythms where he could follow you to the hallway it was yeah. awesome so I ran out because you know then collapsed on the back of the floor like they do in the show and I'm talking to Manny the camera guy huge Jets fan during the commercial I said so what I'm gonna do Manny he's like I worked on Maury for 13 years I was the guy who chased the women out behind the backstage he was that guy That's crazy. so he's like I got this and he did he nailed it he yeah. was a consummate professional he really was it was incredible my favorite part was when he looked at me and said I bet you never thought you'd be in this position so uh, yeah. by me I was like there so great incredible um so yeah so that was one of the great interviews now i think we want to play a little game to wrap it up before we hit some tweets or should we hit the tweets first let's hit the tweets we'll end with the game right. yeah and with the game so here's some tweets we love by the way hearing from you guys at hashtag gmfb we see all of it uh here's one from soup woolridge they need to have an afc versus nfc sprint relay we're talking pro bowl here the fastest players from each conference in a relay match Ooh. I think they are doing something. I, I mean, think they're doing a relay, which yeah, be good. but it's not like I want head to head Tyreek Hill versus yeah. Taylor Gabriel and maybe a cheetah yeah. in the third lane. Marquise, right? Forget Marquise about the relay, just a straight well, race. You know what I Travis Benjamin, friend of the show, fought uh, Justin Tucker, saying he can hit that eighty plus. Yes. Yeah. Do, why don't we do that? Why don't we have line all the kickers up. line them up? Eighty three and a half or eighty four and a half. Tucker says yeah, he can do it. I'd idea. love to see that. Too. James yeah. Canfield, Madden and Tecmo Super Bowl challenge. Yes, Kyle, Tecmo Super Bowl. You get Barry Sanders in that one. Uh, yeah, I, I still haven't gotten on board. I know the young kids are doing this. I, I can't watch other people play video games. Yeah, I know there's whole societies on that. Like, I don't want to see Odell You're Beckham not on Jr. Twitch. play a video game. No, I'm not on Twitch. Randall <laughs> in the OC. Oh, Ooh, our Randall, that's our guy. What's up? Randall. Give me Emmanuel Sanders agile as a cat, and you see that fastball on Sunday? Mm. Oh, that's true. This is for that's his dog. Emmanuel Sanders' team. celebration after a touchdown was to look in on the rubber, MLB that's style, get the point. sign, and then throw a fastball. Good so Randall's actually doing a scout report. Like. Yeah, Randall's all over it. Darcy says, T.Y. Hilton, David Johnson, Marcus Mariota, and Gronk on my dodgeball team. Ooh, Thanks Gronk. so much for tweeting Gronk's us. That's a good pick, too. Uh, here's one for Nate. What's wrong? What's with the candy cane that you wore on oh, Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, you know. Instead I, of a pocket square. I, I love a good flavor candy cane. <laughs> I love um, No, all jokes aside, it's the holiday season, and we have candy canes in the makeup room, so I thought I'd just use it as an accessory. Uh, the more that we kind of evolve, uh, you would think that the more structured we will get, but I'm going to just tell you right now, the more off the rails the show will get, so just expect more wild things. Mm, now, we also talked about the London games today, four games that we played across the pond, so low Sing Wei says, Hi all, I'm from Singapore, and I'd like to know what 
do you think the NFL would penetrate the Asian markets? Or when do you think, probably? Actually, I believe this will when be announced in the next couple years, probably. But they're definitely going to do a game Ooh. in China. Inside scoop. And it's it's supposedly most likely going to involve the, the Rams, I believe, is the yeah. team that I've been heard. But that could be week one, maybe 2018, 2019. Wow. They're talking China. So I recently, just out of boredom, clicked on like the full package on my cable provider because I was like, I want more channels. I want to watch more movies because I'm a movie freak. Do you like movies? I love yeah. movies. They're all pretty really? good. And then there is one channel that has Chinese movies in okay. China. And I was like, what's going on? It's arena football in China. So to answer your question, I feel like the market is ready for it. It's a, it's a sport that's penetrating everywhere. So they have I guess po- go they China have football and then Australia too. They have like the Warsaw Panthers, and it blows my mind every time I see anything about it. There's a team it, so. in Israel that Robert Kraft has. They're like the, the yep. Tel Aviv Patriots or something. Yeah, yep. they, play, they play ball over there. Well, that's yeah. hot in the tweets. It's game time. We love that. All right, so here in New York – if you read the newspapers, they do what's called a blind item, yeah. where they, they don't publish any names. It'll be like, this well-known actress was spotted outside a club doing this and this, but they never say the name. Right. So between the four of us, we all have uh, celebrity run-ins. Yeah. You, know, you go out, you, you traveled with this person, you saw this person out late. At the airport. At the airports, at the restaurant, whatever. So maybe once a week, we'll all share one of those. Shopping in at a Target. Blind item. Shopping at Target. Yeah. We call it the blind item game, or big. So let's play some big. All right. So 2011. All right. I am working for the Jim Rome television program on ESPN. We are down at the Super Bowl, which is in Texas that year. It is, uh, they're playing at Jerry World. It was the Packers-Steelers okay. Super Bowl. And we had a TV show, a live TV show, for 30 minutes every single day. And part of my job was I would talk to the guests right before they went on. It's, oh, this is what we're going to talk about. You know, and you sure you're all right and everything. And that always be great. It's fun. I remember we had Ike Taylor came by. It was incredible. So this person, who I will not name, who was a NFL quarterback, not only an NFL quarterback, but a franchise quarterback, face of the team and everything, I go up and I talk to him. I say, uh, sorry, so are you ready? Uh, you ready for the interview? He's like, no, nah, man. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Can I help you with nah, something? No, man. He said, no. Nah. I said, well, is, can I clear something up for you? He goes, I got to be honest with you, like, I am wasted right now. And I said, really? What time was this? This was middle of the day, man. Okay, I can tell you exactly what time it was. Because the show went on at 1.30 Pacific, so it was central. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. Oh Super Bowl gosh. week. I mean, you know how oh, it yeah, goes. Oh, yeah, Super Bowl week, yeah. And he's just, I am wasted right now. And I start looking at him, and he does look, like, kind of red-eyed and everything. And I was like, can, can you go on the show? Are you all right? He's like, yeah, man, I'll just do it. But I, I, I've had, like, 10 beers we drank on the way over here. And I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't. You know, like, what if you go on? And but meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, put him on right now. <laughs> Get him out there, mic him up, start asking him stuff. Yeah. And he went out there, and the interview was just very forgettable, and he didn't appear drunk on TV. But then afterwards, he comes off, and he's just like, man, I got through that somehow. I'm going to go party some more. I'm going to drink some more beers. This is the best week of my life. Now, this Love is it. a not, not some linebacker, yeah, special yeah, yeah. not some fourth it is stringer. The guy, all right, not starting quarterback, he a current quarterback or an ex quarterback. Can we ask questions? No, no, not yes, now. Yes. No, not not now, I'm saying at the time. At the time, he was the current franchise wow. quarterback of an NFL team and just drooling drunk when he comes off the interview. <laughs> Gets in a limo, drives away, I because I walked him to the cars, too. All his so guys nice are in there. I know, right. Hammered. Really cool. Yeah, hammered. More than hammered, doing other things. Yeah. There's bottles in there. They get in, they drive away. And what's strange about this, it was not a guy I figured to be like this. Ooh. I thought it was almost like a choir boy, like a yeah. nice guy. And so that is the blind item. Any follow-ups nice. anyone has on Twitter amongst you guys, I will never reveal who it is. Yeah. But the guy was That's a good blind item. on live TV. I like that. That's, That's my one. story. That's Love the, the blind game. item. I'm going to think about that game. once we Peter, you got names in your head, though. I know you do. I know how you're going through that little Rolodex, Rolodex. of yours in 2011. Blind you're coming up with theories. Blind item. 
Blind not going to name a name. That I was a good We will never name a name. We'll try to do this. Starting quarterback, once a week big or every time so Tweet time. at Kyle and at GMFB if you have Who do you thoughts. think it is? Watch one of his boys tweet, that, I was in the limo, man. I know who it is. Go ahead. You know who you are if you're listening, that quarterback. <laughs> Come on and out you yourself. Are. I won't say your name, but you can confess your want if you want yourself. Great if you stuff. even remember. Big thanks to Lauren for coming on that the show. That was fun. She's a doll. Love great. her. We love Lauren. Not on Twitter. Unfortunately, not on Twitter. Lauren. Love a Lauren. Love, love a Lauren. Lauren. All right, we will talk to you guys uh, on the show every day, every morning, 7 a.m. Eastern. You can download us where? On iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Also go to NFL.com uh, backslash podcast. And streaming on Twitter. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we're going to do, but we might start streaming on all the social media devices. Just little pieces of the podcast so you can see sure. what we're doing in our element after the Facebook show. Live. Have a little fun. Something like that. It's like Facebook Live. There's Instagram... Instagram literally stole every single social media. (laughs) They got they got invisible pictures and videos and live streaming. Instagram's gangsta. It's gangsta. (laughs) And on that note, Instagram is gangsta. We'll see you guys later. Shout out to IG. Bye. Pay me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 